Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is about the penultimate edition of Drag Race All-Stars Season 5 with Lisa Traeger and Stephanie Haas. Uh, I'm a fan of these women. I'm a friend of these women. Uh, Lisa's been part of my orbit since 2009, and Stephanie's been part of my life since 2011 or 12. And we've been talking about Drag Race on this show since I looked it up this morning, January 2011th, and uh, we've actually had some queens from the show on this show. Layla McQueen's been on this show, and we've been talking about this uh, incessantly for over a decade. So I'm incredibly grateful that we're doing this, and you can listen to it Right now, we also have a Patreon account because things aren't great for everyone. You could go find that on youmethemeverybody.com on our About page. Or if you're listening to this in iTunes or on youmethemeverybody.com, it's in the podcast description. If you're listening to this on Spotify, hey, that's nice. Consider going to the website. If Jujube wins, it won't be bad. Lisa, what did you think of the penultimate edition of All-Star Season 5? I think that was the worst lip sync ever. I, You know, because Stephanie kept saying she wanted Kennedy's Avonbor. And I didn't know her, so I was like, I can't wait to see this person Steph's excited about. And then I was like, if she swishes that duster one more time, like, what is happening? What, like, I just didn't get it. I also, I don't mean to judge, but Cracker not having any tits or shape. Like, I hate her outfits. Like, I think it's unpolished and messy. Um, I think Blair was so uncomfortable. I had to pause it four to seven times. Like, I could not get through Blair St. Clair. Shay was wonderful, and I think that's all for now. Well, Lisa, you just summarized the entire uh, episode, if not season, in 40 seconds, so I want to thank everyone for listening. We've done our job here. Uh, Lisa, um, I agree. That was maybe that was definitely the worst lip sync of this season. Stephanie, you have been advoca- advocating for Kennedy Davenport. Do you want to apologize to us, or do you think that Kennedy just had a bad night? I think Kennedy had a bad night. Maybe she's also aging. Uh, I mean, I think she's around our age. She's maybe 40, but she, she is known for her cartwheels, for her flips. Like she does really impressive dancing. Uh, And that was so disappointing. I was talking to you about this the other day. I, I said, I don't know if she wore that outfit so that she wouldn't have to dance or if she couldn't dance because of that outfit. I, I don't think, I feel like it had to be intentional. Like she's a professional. She knows that duster is going to get in her way. I don't know what happened there. It was so upsetting. Okay. Lisa, you might have info on this. Do you have any idea of when the assassin knows the song that they're going to sing? I don't have any idea about that, but now that you mention it, my inside scoop for this week is Kara told Blair St. Clair, do not bring that notebook out there. And she (gasps) did not listen. Yeah. One of my favorite comics of all time is Janine Garofalo. She uses the notebook. She uses it on stage. It's like sort of part of the act. I can't think of one other performer that uses the notebook like that that I enjoy. Stephanie, could you think of any comic that uses notes like that? I mean, that was that was a thing in like the advent of alt comedy, and it still very much happens like at open mics. Lisa, um, I was just gonna say Janine also like she puts it on the. Like on yeah. a on a stool and it's a set list. Like this bitch was flipping through pages in silence. Like yeah. oh, it was tough to watch. Therefore, do you have any more or less respect for Miss Cracker? Because the placement of Blair was really the only important placement. Cause if I'm 
if I have the advantage that Cracker has, which I get to pick the lineup, that's the lineup I pick too. Yeah, the lineup was smart. But do you think it was actually sabotage or whoever followed Blair's link clear was the only advantage? Um, he thought he like he could have like he was explaining it like it was the movie Knives Out, like this was a multi-layered spy idea, and mm-hmm. it was like no, this just makes sense. Like, yeah. why are you going through a dissertation right now? That's how I felt. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, wherever Blair is, and I'm, I'm no matter what, I want to be next to Blair in some way whatsoever. I either want to start and then have Blair and then me or whatever. It's just. Blair was inevitably going to fail this. It was so obvious from the start. And I'm reading Legendary Children, which is a book that I highly recommend that both of you, I think, would enjoy. I don't know if stand-up, per se, is like part of the history of drag. You know? Being a host at a cabaret definitely is. Being a comedic performer. But this is a specific stand-up challenge. And it's not a challenge that's in every single season of Drag Race. So my question to you, two people that are stand-ups, Lisa, you're like a super stand-up. Should this be part of Drag Race? Yeah, because they can make it their own and do something silly, like thinking about, you know, sorry, Sherry Pie, but being that like fish thing. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just, and uh, what's her fucking, Mayhem being, that was her name, right? Crystal Method. <laughs> I mean, Crystal Method. Uh, my brain is fucked. Uh, but Crystal Method doing that like kitty litter thing. I think you... Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable with yourself and in the moment, like you should be a like I like funny queens, but if you're not a funny queen, you could still do something, I think. I think it's a good challenge. Stephanie, do you think this is a good challenge? Uh as as someone who has not done stand-up for almost two years, uh yes, I, I agree with Lisa. Um and I think there's also like if you go to a live drag show, there is someone hosting, there's someone doing jokes. Mm-hmm. And, oh, all and that's what I mean. Hold on, hold that. on. And that's exactly what I mean, but in like that's sort of the premise of drag race in the entire catalog like all of these things that have pulled are pulled essentially from rupaul's career right so the the comedic challenge the comedic acting yes that's clearly there rupaul's never done stand-up she's done a shitload of hosting she had her own talk show well but- she also didn't do magician shows <gasps> oh i forgot about that but i don't remember, i don't there what was are you referencing? A magic challenge that I was not for. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. It was it was season eleven, I think. So it's not even that old. No, but I was so excited because oh yeah, because it was oh because it was a magic challenge and then a cape runway. Oh, it was fuck, the episode that's... built for me. So do you think they reverse engineer that they're like cape runway? What should the mini challenge <laughs> be? Maybe. Wait, no, wait. Was that just last? No, 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 no. It wasn't capes. It was caftans, right? I don't remember, girl. I mean, that's... I remember being married. <laughs> they're, all, they're almost synonyms. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, great challenge. Uh, yeah, but also, like, you know, I think the stand-up challenge is more in line than, like, designing an apartment or a nightclub, you know? Oh, I disagree completely. I disagree completely because how many people are just influencers right now, especially that from this world? And... Being the person that's like at the hotel unveiling is a job. And knowing how to stylize that is a useful skill. I don't think more than being like fun on stage, fun and loose and captivating and like making people laugh on stage. Yeah, but let's be honest, like I could host a show and I'm not a stand up and 
it's the bar for hosting a show is a lot lower than the bar for doing stand up. And I think it's just too tough of a challenge. But, you know, I always say like if like Top Chef, especially when I'm like, what the fuck? This is so hard. But then if you have one or two people that do a great job, you know that it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. And people well, do the- find unique ways to get around it. Crystal Method didn't want to write jokes. So she found a fun character and she was one of the best. There That's are fair. things you can do. Okay, Stephanie and Lisa, we all predicted this uh, top three. Stephanie, are you okay with this top three? I wish Cracker wasn't there, but otherwise, yes. Lisa, are you still on the Alexis Mateo bandwagon? I'm anyone, but I'm with Steph. I'm like, no Cracker, please. I mean, but I'm also going to be okay with the top three. Like, Mm -hmm. she's done good or whatever, but... If she wins, I will not be happy. No. But I came in here like so hardcore Shay Stan, and now I'm mm-hmm. like kind of into Juju B more. Like she's edging it out for me. Do you think that's because the three of us are closer to Juju B's age than Shay's age? Because what's Shay, like 25? No. I don't she, really care she about She went to high school with Meredith. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, Meredith. Oh, then. Wait, what the fuck? Which she, Meredith? She, Meredith Ketchell. Really? Oh my God, what is the scoop? I uh, I think she said he was great. <laughs> they did theater together. I don't know. She seems to be. She's a, she's a fan. Oh my God! Why am I friend, talking to you two? A neighborhood, <laughs> a neighborhood friend in the burbs was like, they're trying to find a theater teacher to do distant Zoom learning, and she's like, "Would you be interested?" So that might be my future. Wow! Oh, you'd be good at that. I, don't, I think I could do a good job with Zoom theater for sure. Don't you like kids? Yeah, and they would be, I think it's high school. I think I would get all their favorite TV shows. And like, I was thinking about this and yeah, we'll see what happens. Stephanie and Lisa. Uh, well, this is Stephanie. No offense. This is not about you. Lisa, do you think you're going to ever have to hide any of the things that have like made you yourself? Does that make sense? Um, in ter- like I wouldn't swear in front of the kids. You know what I mean. I wouldn't like be like go watch my set. That's what I mean. Like it, all they have to do is Google you once, and like well, yeah, all of. So if that's reason for the school to not hire me, that's fine. But I think I'm a get. Oh, you're a huge get. So I think if like I'm a get, um, hopefully they'd be fine. Yeah, I don't know. Also, if it doesn't happen. The world's crumbling. Like I'll take a tea. I'll take the Zoom teaching job or yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um. So, but anyways, sorry. Back to Drag Race. I don't even know why. Well, they all relate. I mean, how is you having to do Zoom learn distance learning any different than any mini challenge? Like you did not see that coming a year ago. <laughs> um. What's it called? I don't know. I also didn't like Cracker's outfit. Like it was just scary. I don't think it was with the theme. Mm, I gotta, I, I gotta disagree with you. Now, Lisa, you, at the top of the show, you mentioned that you didn't like the fact that she doesn't like pat out or or anything like that. Yeah, I think that you're that getting that. I'm sorry. Say that again. Do you think that's discrimination? It's an opinion, and yes, it's inherently discriminatory. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, I, I just think that. You and I, for a lot of this, was coming from when she would win a challenge and then she'd have a totally different outfit for the lip sync aspect of it. That's when it seems to be the 
the the least amount of drag that I'm going to move a lot. So I'm going to wear this leotard look versus the runway where there, I think there is some stuff there that you're just instantly forgetting or not yet or not remembering when you see a completely different version, not a minute later. Does that make sense? Yeah. The white and black kimono robe thing with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought she was padded in the, in the death outfit. Mm -hmm. Oh, and my friend did say that she killed. Cause I was like, Shay did better for me. Like I liked, and she goes, Shay had a good edit. Cracker killed. Are you referring to the actual standup now? Yeah. Sorry. I just, um, I just remembered. I thought that must be the case because I, I rewatched it because Brandon and I were arguing about this. I thought Cracker didn't do as well as, uh, as perhaps Shay. And yeah, what they show is they show Cracker doing essentially one joke. So something else had to have happened in that room based on the reaction. I I just felt so comfortable. And you guys know this, especially Lisa. Like, when you're at a show and someone's just fucking horrible, the next person is, as long as they don't make you not want to die, you love them. Yeah. The bar is so low. And I think that's what happened. Wow. You're right. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic right now. No, you're right. I, like, I was... I know I didn't want to give cracker praise for the order, but the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And also cracker is one of the few that is like doing stand up in these, in her like live act. So like, yeah, don't start out and who's going to be the weakest person for me to follow. And I don't want to close. Therefore the lineup is perfect. And also Jujubee, because this is not her full-time gig is going to stumble a little bit. And that's what people are going to remember. So I remember not- the good times with Jujubee. That joke, though, like Gwyneth Paltrow convinced people to put a pebble in their like rocks in their pussies, but not buy your book. Like, that's amazing. But the problem is, like, that's a New York Times bestseller. So, like, the premise of the joke is lost. It's still funny. It's still funny because Gwyneth Paltrow convinced people to put rocks up their vaginas. That's why it's funny. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I think it's funny. I don't know. I laugh. I I, I didn't follow Ross's book sales. Oh, you guys don't follow Ross's book sales? I thought you guys like Drag Race. I do find him very charming. I do love him. I heard, um, I just watched an interview with him, how he got his start. And it's pretty cute. The Jay Leno internship? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. He's uh he's great <laughs> i have nothing there's no qualifiers just pick i like him i'm a fan he seems to know his place and seems to want everyone to do well and that's i think very rare yeah and i like that he uh he has he like he knows a lot of these queens just from going to drag shows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh really yeah like especially um he he's like splits time between la and palm springs uh and there i think there are a couple of queens who are who are based out of Palm Springs or at least like do a lot of shows there. So he would talk about like, Oh, he's seen mayhem for years before she was ever on the show. And he's like, I know what you can do. Like I've been to your shows. You're like captivating. So it's, I, yeah, it's just great to like see a judge who can, uh, who can like meet them at their level and like speak about them with some experience. Yeah. Stephanie, this comparison really? is more for you. It seems that Ross is the scout that's actually going to the minor league <laughs> baseball games and going to the high school baseball games. And RuPaul's the GM just watching tape of performers at home making the financial decision. Is that a fair analogy? Yeah, absolutely. 
Fantastic. Lisa, are you excited about the return of White Sox baseball? <laughs> Wait, no way. I have a question. Um, do you think Rue knows any of them before they come on? Like in, like before they watch the videos? Yeah. So I think rude. for the... Go oh, ahead. Like, oh, she knew uh, Bianca Del Rio or something? Um, Maybe Bianca. I know there are there are some stories, like, uh, she cast Bob the Drag Queen because Kathy Najimy saw Bob on a cruise and, like, called Rue up and told her to cast it. Um, wow. and, and there are, there are, like, weird random stories where, um, like, Rue wandered into a bar in West Hollywood and like operated the spotlight one night or like just, just strange stuff. But I, I'm guessing that happens less now. I love the Bob story. Thanks for that little nugget. No problem. <laughs> I do know that Rue does watch all the videos and that's very yeah. clear in the show. And she's, she's adamant about watching every single submission. And I do believe that. And what I find interesting, I'm sure it's probably the same for you two too is that she'll like reference stuff from the audition videos, but like from auditions for seasons they didn't make. Like this happened a few times during the Alaska season. Like she's yeah. like, I saw you progress as a queen via your submission videos, stuff like that. Yeah, I really like RuPaul. I know <laughs> you guys get on him for the fracking, but. I mean, I'm I, starting... I used to, lo I grew up loving RuPaul. I continue to love RuPaul uh, until a few years ago. And, and then, yeah, the. The, the neoliberalism just wore on me. Now, Stephanie, so besides the fracking, what the else is there? Yeah. Besides the fracking? Yeah, besides the fracking. Because you said a few years ago, and the fracking is a new 2020 um, revelation. Just the, I mean, you and I have both at different times been regular listeners of What's the Tea? Mm -hmm. And um, just the, like, uh, sort of reductive political views that Rue has sometimes are sort of draining. Like you can't vote every problem away. <laughs> you can't you can't like manifest every problem away. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> Not the voting part. The voting part I agree with you, but I think the manifesting actually you can actually manifest most every problem away. Like I said, most every problem away. Not every problem, but um that's why I have a reading legendary children is giving me a newfound respect for RuPaul in a way that I did not see coming because similar to you, I've been watching the show for over a decade and I thought I knew all I could know about her, but it's really not about her and why it's so important. And it's, there's very, very, very few figures that are like this huge in a field that have changed culture and for music, it's like Dylan and for film, it's Scorsese and for, acting it's like Meryl Streep and then for drag and a lot more it's RuPaul and I don't think the influence could be overstated and I don't think that the impact of RuPaul will even be known until decades after they pass I, do I didn't want to go to a, it's a good thing though I do think it's a good thing I think it's a I think it's cool yeah I'm, like, well, I, I would not be shocked, but I also don't know. Um, I don't know how it has affected like the economy of local drag scenes. Boosted, yeah. How is it not boosted? It went from an underground thing to an Emmy award. What like people are out? I think everyone has more careers now and selling out theaters. I mm -hmm. I hope that's true. I just I don't 
know if it is. You know, if you're not a Rue girl, like, have your career prospects changed? Well, there's an entire Netflix series of a show that you and I started watching on YouTube as a response to RuPaul's Drag Race. So, what the witchy one? Yeah. Is it good? Should I watch it? Oh, what, Dragula? Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Dragula or Canada, should I watch? Are you talking about Canada's Drag Race or? Yeah. Oh, Canada's Drag Race. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Not even a question. They're just different. The point is this there's a Hamburger Mary's in Oak Park, Illinois now. There is. They have drag. Yes. Would that have happened without Drag Race? I don't think it does. Yeah. And also, like, kids, I feel, I don't know about local economy, I guess, as much as like it's cool, like, kids feel more comfortable putting on a dress or posing or putting on eyeshadow and like dragging it up. So. Drag queens at libraries reading, and my friend mm-hmm. hired a drag queen for a birth a two year old's birthday party. Your friend um, who's also on Canada's Drag Race, though, so it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> don't like bury that part. Yeah, but that happened before. Sure, sure, sure. It's but. it's one of these things where I was heavily influenced by like a band when I was like. 12 years old and that band has determined the trajectory of my entire life and because of that band like i would play shows in dresses and stuff like that what and band? i'm why are you being so secretive there's no it's fucking nirvana it's not it's, <laughs> it's me and joe kilgallen love nirvana we took different routes you know what i mean um and, and like that was at the time one of the only times you could ever see a man on tv in a dress and then two years later supermodel comes out and then Divine has already been dead for a few years. And then there's RuPaul in the mainstream taking photos with Kurt Cobain at the MTV Music Awards. Like that meant something to me. And that was a huge impact. And then for the for the majority of culture, RuPaul just like went away. And in the last six years of Drag Race, since it's been nominated for that Emmy, it's become super fringy mainstream. And in the last year, it's become a legit mainstream because in order to be legit mainstream, I think you need to be like hosting SNL, which RuPaul did this year. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I know this is like, I'm on tail here, but I think that that's more important than the fracking, even though the fracking will destroy the earth sooner. <laughs> what I really wanted to say was, Lisa, you were right all along and I was wrong. About what? I said that the fracking was worse than the good that RuPaul did. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be right here. <laughs> um, also, to me, RuPaul, which is weird because he's out of drag, but him and But I'm a Cheerleader was huge to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a huge deal Like because it was like, oh, my God, RuPaul's not in drag, too. Yeah. Stephanie, did, did that movie impact you in any way? Because Lisa was in the suburbs of Chicago. I was in the suburbs of Chicago. You were not. You were like legit rural. Yeah, that was. Um, I mean, we did grow up. We grew up in an interesting time. We, we grew up like in the indie film boom. Uh, so I had wow, like. Wow, did we really? That's so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably since the start is like, do you the right thing in like 89. And then it ends probably early aughts i think yeah early aughts yeah so so there were all these movies that i was like vaguely hearing about and i'm not even sure how i guess like 
some combination of the early internet and occasionally I would get like film magazine. Like my mom had a coworker who would get some weird film magazine and sometimes give me copies of it. Uh, and I did somehow get my hands on a copy of, um, but I'm a cheerleader. And yeah, I remember being like thrilling in the way that I, all of those movies felt at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I guess another, the slums of Beverly Hills was another <laughs> Natasha oh, Leon yeah. joint, huh? You know, like all of those like kind of weird, like gritty, but shiny movies were like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you guys, I'm assuming were like blockbuster and rent movies from the library type people. No, um, I was um, definitely blockbuster, but I worked in a video store when I was, uh, I applied when I was 14. I got the job when I was 15 years old. So OP Video, which was in Oak Park, Illinois, uh, across the street from the now Hamburger Mary's, it closed uh, a year after I started working there. They were the adult, like they were the indie slash adult film place for Oak Park, Illinois, because uh, as you both know, Blockbuster didn't have porn and they won't even carry NC-17 video. So like we, our top rental was Faces of Death. And uh, our, I don't know. Our sec. It's horrible. And our second uh, highest rental was the Tommy Lee Pamela sex tape. You can have. Wow. So I was this is totally illegal. I was 15 years old renting porn to classmates. But because I knew all of them, because like that's how it works. You have all their info. I would charge them twenty dollars for an hour of porn. (laughs) And if they didn't return it, I would call their parents. And every single time they brought it back on time with the money. Oh, my God. An hour? You only gave people an hour to drive home, jerk off, and bring it back? Yeah, and they did it every single time. That is nuts. So under the table for $20. Yep. Wow. And that's why I would do amazing on RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Wow. Oh, we also didn't really talk about Jane Krakowski, which really meant a lot to all the queens. She was great. She was great, but I also wonder why they never get stand-ups for these challenges. They always just get comedy actresses. Maybe because yeah. I don't know why. Our stand- maybe they had for- they've had fortune. Oh yeah. yeah. She usually acts though. Yeah, they put her in skits. No, she's had to have judged a stand-up show. She uh, she might really have, quick. but I'm mostly thinking of her like playing cops. <laughs> really quick, this is the second episode in a row where I thought a different queen was going to be presented. For example, the episode before with a snake, you think it's going to be Alaska. That was right? this episode. That was this episode? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then I thought, oh, comedy challenge, they're clearly going to bring back Bianca Del Rio, the most successful stand-up that has won Drag Race. You, but that's part of your theory that they're gonna they're gonna bring people who never had the chance to show that they could lip sync. Also, Bianca wouldn't do it. Like she's probably the most one of the most successful and richest. I bet. Oh, for sure. But like Katya and uh, Trixie have the number two bestseller on the New York Times bestseller list right now. I'm sorry. Say that again. Did you get the book? Not yet. Uh, we're living through a global pandemic, and I need a job. So no, I'm not buying anything. Uh, did you? Wait, what? <laughs> no, I did not did buy, the, buy book. the book. Did you buy the book? No, but I can't wait for the new season, August 4th or 5th, I think it is, or 6th. Like, it's coming. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, now, because yeah. this is a Trixie and Katya conversation, how do, how are you spelling coming? <laughs> what? Nothing. No, don't worry. <laughs> You're more Bianca than me. But Bianca, Bianca... Heard, like she doesn't care to do it. Like I just don't get the vibe that she would ever come back. Hmm. Yeah, has she? Has she come back at all? No, I don't think she's done anything. Except maybe the 10 year, the 10th, right? Like, what's the one where they all oh, enter yeah. where all the queens were standing around them? Yeah, uh, no, she I didn't, know what you're talking about. She didn't, she didn't do the one where it was all the winners. There was a clown. Oh, that's right. Huh. Did I get, Stephanie, I gave you the Bianca Del Rio book, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I just want to I make sure. Sk- I skimmed it. Yeah, it's good. You, you read a <laughs> chapter, you get it. You get it. You get it. Yeah, you were like, you'll, you'll get what you'll get this. And I looked at it and was like, yep, no, I get it. Is it Sorry, bad? Lisa, what is it? It's fine. It's just like. No, it's fine. It's Here's a- the thing. Do you want to see a Joan Rivers set or do you want to read a transcript of a Joan Rivers set? Okay. I get it. Yeah. yeah. That's all. It's not bad. It's just like, I know where this is going. Um, I really like Jane Krakowski's Glitter Eyeshadow. I don't remember it. It was perfection when she judged. Like, I could not stop staring at the eyeshadow. Now, this is the interesting part where now I have to ask you if this is bigoted. Is it impressive or insulting where I can't tell the age of Jane Krakowski? Um, I think it's great. Yeah. Okay, good. Who do you want to win? I think as of right now, I, I'm so, but my gut says Jujubee, even though I've been rooting for Shay the whole time. You want Jujubee to win or you think Jujubee will win? Um, I want Jujubee to win. Why? Three times in the top three. I think she's mm-hmm. been great and she's not being a bait. I mean, I like that Shay's being honest about it, but it's also like, I don't mm-hmm. think you've learned your lesson if you actually really need to win this. Yeah. So you want her to hold on. You don't think Juju needs to win this. No. So you think Shay needs it more than Juju B? Yes. Okay, interesting. Juju's out having fun. She's chill and Shay is crying and talking about how rose petals have ruined her life. So Yeah. I don't think she's actually over it. If Ms. Cracker comes out in the finale in a rose petal dress, does Ms. Cracker deserve to win? No, that's boring. Okay. <laughs> you don't think a, like a, fi- a finale dress troll is good enough to win Drag Race? Just mean. Yeah. I... Stephanie, who do you want to win? I think I might agree with Lisa. I, I think Jujubee has consistently shown a particular level of excellence on every season that she's been on. And especially this one, like she's just such a strong queen now. And Shay, like undoubtedly was the strongest queen on her season. And I think I expected her to come in and just completely dominate this one based on how strong she was before. But I don't, I think she's done a very good job. I still love her, but she hasn't annihilated everyone in the way that I would expect. And I also haven't followed her career outside of the show enough to be reading for her that way. Whereas I think I was I was following Alaska and, and Trixie's careers a lot more outside of the mm-hmm. show. So I was like, yeah, they have this body of work that I love. 
Um, mm. And that's, you know, mm. that's on me. I, I'm just personally haven't been following drag as much. So maybe, maybe Shay, if I were following it, I, I would know of all these things that Shay was doing. I don't know. And Shay's gotten like a couple outfit, like not raves, I feel, even though. Yeah. Like this freak challenge. She, I liked it when she walked down, but then when they gave the critiques, I was like, yeah, she can do better than this. Yeah. So do you think it's a, do you think it's an issue of setting the bar way too high for one person that it was damn near impossible for them to actually win? Because I think all three of us wanted Shay at the start of the season. I mean, I think all three of us would be very happy if Shay won. And I think all three of us would be very happy if Jujubee won. And I think all three of us would be elated if Miss Cracker wins. Because all- <laughs> well, I think you're right. Because I think like season 12, it was all just like GG, GG, GG. And then by the end, I was mm-hmm, like, nah, mm-hmm. give me Jada. Thank you. So yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe having like a favorite from the big get-go is a disservice. Did Monet win All-Stars or regular? Monet double Monet split the win for All Stars with Trinity. But I that's my problem. That's my problem. This season makes more sense to have the dual winner. Yes. And the and the Monet Trinity season does not need two winners. No. And those two winners would be Miss Cracker twice because she's the best. Do you think Cracker will actually have the best career of the three finale, uh, three finalists? No. Why? Well, number one, Jujubee's already on a TLC show. It's terrible, but she's working. Uh, <laughs> but but like Cracker just isn't that likable as a TV personality. She seems anecdotally to be more likable in person or at a live show, but she's not a likable TV character. Okay. 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 Of the I just three. Fraud, I just am like shocked at the wins. I'm, I am shocked. I am like, yeah. Do you think Shay has been robbed? Remember, of I have never Lisa. watched season two, so I might watch that instead of Canada. You should do both. You yeah. have time. Yeah, what else are you doing? Um, nothing much. Teach those kids, right? <laughs> teach the kids drag race. I would. I'm just going to, first I just, I would ask them, like, what are you into? And then I would base the curriculum off of, like, what would excite. What World of Wonder show do you want to do a deep dive into? <laughs> on, if you're asked. On is all. <laughs> You gotta you gotta watch it on YouTube with the kids then because they'll censor the swears there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I'm trying to think if would Lisa imagine if you saw uh in high school. Would that have changed your life in any way? No, I was like always with it. Not fully, <laughs> but like like the cup few gay boys that were fully out and like sometimes wearing drag, like I would I was definitely like fine like chatting we were friends mm-hmm. i was not one of the dicks you know it just i was always on board but were you openly bisexual in high school oh no i didn't know at all well there that's what i mean but i wasn't sexual at all okay so, so do you think if you were watching uh in high school you'd be fucking 
Maybe. You're right. I wish I watched on in high school. You're fucking. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah. I thought you meant just Drag Race and I wasn't. No. No. Uh. Oh. <laughs> 100%. Sorry. Yeah. 100. I would. My life would be 100% better. <laughs> no, my life's great, but. <laughs> Stephanie, if you were watching uh, in Partyville, Wisconsin, would your life be better? Yeah, I think it would have. Uh, well, actually, yes, because Trixie is from the Northwoods of Wisconsin. So that would have given me like an actual even now it's inspiring to see her because I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know what the world was like if I had seen. Oh, you can come from nowhere and be a famous weirdo. Yeah, that would have changed my life. Since we're talking about uh, with Trixie and Katya, uh, you said come from. How are you spelling come? C-U-M. That's cool. <laughs> I feel like that's how this should end. <laughs> but it shouldn't end. We, we have to, final, final question. Uh, what do you think the twist is? The, I, lo- I legitimately love the phone call ending of this oh episode. Oh, my God. That phone was making me so anxious. I was like, I love it so much. Lisa, <laughs> what is your guess, Lisa, of the They're phone call? They're bringing bitches back, I think. Oh, well, well, here's the problem, though. Clearly, they are because there's the teaser, right? But yeah, that's not, not the twist. So what's the twist? Yeah, I, I haven't been able to figure it out. An extra challenge? You have to make outfit. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. My brain cannot hold. I can't even think about it. So that's why I think this is maybe not the penultimate episode. I think there might be another episode in between the two, and the top three is not guaranteed. The top... Wait, say that again? So I think that the top three right now is not necessarily the top three for the actual finale. I think there are going to add an episode and we don't know who the top three actually are because of the phone call twist. Do you think they would really like have a secret episode not on the schedule? Yes. Yeah. Or do they never I actually do. That? Yeah, so why not? It's supposed to be on Showtime. Exactly. It was supposed to be on Showtime. Why not? Also... How do we know that the final three? Fine, maybe there's not another episode, but but they never actually say you're like the final three. You're the top three. You know what I mean? What if it's um, they it's a fi- a top two and someone's gonna be eliminated? Oh, like in uh, Pressure Runway? Yeah, like I was. Thinking yeah, when they're like, you don't get to make your whole collection. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like. I don't know if we're just going this on the conversation that Rue had on the phone. What was she saying? She was like, next week? Really? Like, yeah. So it's like something. They have to get something done by next week. Like, like, that's why I was thinking like an extra outfit or like, what Mm. did I have? Like, what would the time crunch fuck with? Well, on the schedule for two Fridays from now, at 7.30 p.m. is Think Like a Man 2. Okay. <laughs> okay, what if it's... Hear me out. What if it's like wrestling and it's a pay-per-view? They wouldn't do that to us in a pandemic. I kind of hope they do. I hope that that's the, the weird reveal. No, they wouldn't do that. Um, they have to... They just... Uh, but it's a twist. It can't just be an extra big challenge. It has to be... Exactly. Fair. It could be top four. 
Oh, and the other queens compete for that fourth spot before the yeah. Why not lip sync? Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on board too. Or will it be something with a lip sync assassin? All the lip sync assassins come back. Ooh. Or whoever wins the lip sync uh, assassin or could win Drag Race. That's not gonna happen. I would like that. It could be like some. Some lip sync assassin that they were trying to get all season has said, okay, Rue, I'll come back, but only next week. And then, yeah, that person has to, somehow that that factors into the... If one of the other loser queens beats the lip sync assassin, they enter the competition back. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly how it could be. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this will be fun. I'm looking forward to Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk um, about it. Hopefully sooner than later. We'll see. 